Welcome to Warnounds, a Privateer Press podcast. I'm Locke, he's Caster, and today we will be talking about a battle report. Welcome to this episode 17 of Warnounds, and it is a battle report episode. Uh, we've got fresh tea and we're ready to talk, but before we start that, Caster has to make up for an egregious error he committed in the last episode, where he did not remember the uh, wonderful member of the Warcaster um, Discord who invited him. Now, say his name. It's Richie. Richie4797, thank you so much for doing that. Really appreciate you getting me in there. And I've been learning a lot, even though I haven't posted. I've been reading and reading and reading. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, thank you so much. He appreciates that. I do. How dare you forget. <laughs> I'm glad I found it. Yes, okay. All right, so, yes, we are going to be doing a battle report. Now, um, uh, this happened... I did not watch it because I was making uh, green stuff bases. Yep. So I I'm here for colored commentary. <laughs> I took notes. Yay. And I took better notes than we've done before because I actually know the scenario and the map that we played on using the war table to help us set up the table. So if you want to create the exact same table and exact same army composition in battle, you can. Yay. All right, so first off, it is going to be, uh, well, it's Trolls versus Infernals. And it's going to be, obviously, myself versus the Godfather. Yes, um, so that is a friend of ours. Who my mom nicknamed the Godfather, and he likes it, so that's what we're going to call him. Yep. And the map we played on on War Table is called Between Two Cottages. And we played on the scenario Spread the Net. And it was, well, the terrain screwed the Infernals hard. So, yeah. I personally think you chose the wrong table edge, but we'll get into that. That's because when you guys choose table edges, you just go with whatever one you're currently standing next to. No, we, we ensured we didn't unpack too much. That way we could flip-flop. And he actually thought about it for, like, probably two minutes before he made his decision on if he wanted to go first or table edge. So I don't think he... Well, obviously he didn't understand how much the train is going to affect him at the time, but I, I don't think it would have affected me that badly. But I don't know. Let's see. Our army composition is as follows. I'll go ahead and do the troll bloods first, because that's what I have up. Oh, and there you are. Okay. So we've got Cold Grimma, also known as Cold Grandma. She is the caster. She is in... Um, Wait, wait, wait. Name of the theme. I was getting, I was getting oh, to that. I'm, I'm shutting up. Keep your fingers to yourself okay. and your feet off my chair. Okay. Okay. Uh, the theme list is Vengeance of Dunia. Back to the whole cold grandma thingy. And then we have an Earthborn Dire Troll, two Pyro Trolls, and a Night Troll. We have a Dunian Archon. Just one, apparently. Uh, we have a Swamp Gobber Chef, Troll Sluggers, the Dunian Knot, Troll Champions with Scaldi, Bone Hammer. Feral Brigands and a Feral Warlord. And we have the very lovely, lovely Feral Warlord variant where it's a female. Yes. 
And the Unitus Sluggers and Brigands are both min units, where the Champions was a max unit. I didn't notice that. Thank you for pointing that out. Yep. And so then we have the Godfather's Army. There you are. Hold on. I'm, I brought a snack to listen to you talk, and I'm chewing gum. <laughs> okay. Okay, so um, the caster is Amadeus. Amadamus? Oma Oma. Yeah, we call him Oma Oma. Because um, there's just so many O's. <laughs> and he is in Dark Legacy. He has a... Tormentor. A Tormentor and a Desolator. Desolator. Um, wow, he's got a... He's got Runewood, Lord of the Ash, the Hermit, um, Lord... Oh. Who's that? It's uh, Lord Roget uh, de Vieros. And eh, we just call him Vyros. Okay. Uh, then he's got... Nicaea. Nicaea. Hound of the Abyss. Saxon. Auric. Vlad. No. Oh. Valen. Valen. Sorry, Valen. Something. Fallen Knight. Occultist Ban. Two Dark Sentinels, um, Orin Midwinter with them, Master, whatever, and Howlers. Yep, Max Unit of Howlers. So, that's his army. And I don't think I missed anything on that. The points are... He's one under, but I couldn't think of anything else he was missing based on pictures. So, that appears to be everything. Mm. So, he decided he decided to sides, and if you... Uh, for those of you who have War Table, if you chose to pull up between two colleges, you'll notice that the terrain is basically a giant circle with a cloud in the center. It's, uh, and the circle is pushed a little further to the top of the map than the bottom and has a giant pond right dead center slightly inside of the deployment zone of anyone going second. And that's the side he chose. So on his side, he has, okay, I can deploy my people behind a building, behind a lake, or behind a giant forest with these tiny little lanes to go through that aren't requiring Pathfinder. So that was a challenge for him. Uh, once he goes past those um, areas, however, then things open up considerably once he's past them. Um, spoiler alert, that takes him a couple turns. On my side, however, things are a little easier to work with. I have um, my theme allows me to have two trenches, which I put up there into uh, the zones on spread the net. I um, put one, so I'm threatening his rectangular zone, put one in the circle zone, and then I have a wall that I can hide behind on my rectangular zone. Those are basically the key features. There's a forest but and a rough terrain patch, but I managed to make those not mean a whole lot, thankfully. My biggest pain in the arse for me is the cloud in the center of the table initially. So, And there's a big circular zone in the center. And two flags. My gobber chef sits on one. And you stays are there. getting ahead of yourself, sir. All right. Yes, I am. So, turn one. Garber Chef goes and sits on a flag. <laughs> um, Never mind. 
So th that's that's basically what he does. That is the reason why I bought, brought him, and he did a wonderful job keeping that flag nice and cozy the entire match. Cat's sleeping on my baby Yoda. Oh, I see that. All right, so I put my champions opposite of his rectangular zone, uh, followed by my Pyrotroll and EBT right next to them with a trench, a nice lovely trench I placed right in front of them. And then I have my sluggers centrally placed around Cold Grimma with the Dunian knot kind of in there as well in the center. I have the Dunian Archon also centrally placed. And then immediately to the right of that, I have my Pyre Troll, my Night Troll, and then my Pharaoh I have also on my right hand flank closest to my right rectangular zone. My goal is for the Night Troll, the Pyre Troll, and the Pharaoh to score my rectangular zone and keep his army outside of it. Opposite of the Pharaoh, Night Troll, and Pyre Troll, he has the Howlers and Nicaea. And I choose uh, to pray Nicaea, not checking the fact that she's a base defense 16. Um, I actually heard this part. You were like, well, I can't get to those Howlers if Nicaea's in the way. I'm going to pray her. Yeah. Yeah, that was a stupid decision. Um, turns out when you're rat five, you don't hit a whole lot. And even if it's your pre-target, you're still going to need, let's see here, sevens against, I need a nine on two dice. How often is that going to come up? Well, it would have been quite often if it was any other rolls, because I rolled on above average this game, which I wasn't expecting. So, um... My apologies. So he has Nicaea and Howlers opposite of my rectangular zone. Centrally placed, he has his cultists trying to trudge through the lake. Um, pawn thingy. Then he has his Desolator right there. Uh, he also play, uh, puts Viros dead center and runs him uh, and getting ready to run him through the lake. He also puts um, Hermit just slightly to... Um, uh, beyond that, and then he puts Omodamos way far over into next to his uh, rectangular zone opposite of my champions. Uh, he also puts the Tormentor with uh, his caster and Saxon Auric ahead of them. So basically that's the rundown. Turn one, I run everything up, but I am keeping my Pharaoh back a little further than I needed to in order to ensure that they didn't get shot off the board by Nicaea. And um, I should have been a little more aggressive on this, but I wasn't. And that's going to catch up with me in later turns as I'm not able to engage how I'd like. Uh, I then aggressively put up the Dunian Archon. I put a trench on my side of the circular zone and I just run her up right into that corner there. Can I ask a question? Yes. Did you bring the uh, Dunian Archon specifically to counter his uh, soul shenaniganry? No, I did not. This is a variation on a list I had already made and played against... I think it was Logan the Red I used it against, a uh, variation on this list, but I've modified it and I wanted there to be more of a ranged element this time. And originally I was going to use Gristle 2 and I'm like, no, I don't want to use Gristle 2. Let's use Colgrim. I haven't used her in a while. And the Dunian Archon, it's 
Vengeance of Dunia. There must be something Dunia here. So, Dunian Archon. It was a problem for him, however. <laughs> that was a problem for him. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah. I ran forward my champions into two uh, lines as far forward as I could. I put the EBT up there, Pyrotrol behind it. I uh, advanced up my sluggers. I could have ran them, but I was respecting the ranges of his guns. I didn't want to lose them. And that was a good thing because they turned out to really earn their points. Uh, probably more than. And I advanced up uh, the Knot and Kolgrima. Um, basically, turn one, everything runs, sort of thing. And his turn, uh, everything did run. It just didn't get as far as he would like because <laughs> rough terrain sucks. Uh, Saxon Auric ran up on my left-hand side. So, on my left-hand side, that that's where his rectangular zone is, right? Well, it's also a building that's there, right next to my flag. And it's kind of angled in a backslash sort of way, if you're on a keyboard. And on the inside corner closest to me is my flag. He ran Saxon Auric on the other side of that building where there was no freaking way I was ever going to get to him. Ever. Yeah, but I mean, he's over there not doing anything. He, the intent was to turn him into a tormentor or something like that or desolator and then he slashes, he comes in through my flank. So yeah, I have to worry about that. Um, so he runs that up, he uh, positions both Omodamos and the tormentor into the rectangular zone on his side. Uh, he runs virus up into the circle zone uh, opposite of on the opposite side of the cloud from my Dunian Archon, hoping to get some action there. And he moves up, he runs over Valon Hawk over next to the Howlers and Nicaea and that flag on that side. And uh, that's basically his position. He uh, runs up the Tormentor, having a little rough terrain issue, so he can't quite get as many inches forward as he'd like but still in a very, very imposing uh, position just outside of the circular zone on his side. Uh, I'm a little nervous how things are going to proceed at this time, but I'm hoping my Earthborn Dire Troll will be able to deal with his Tormentor or Desolator when they come in, and through clouds and whatnot, I'm able to keep him alive. We'll see how that turns out. All right, so Troll's top of two. This is where my notes really pick up because that's where things happen. Um, very first thing I do is I activate the knot and I put Pupp Puppet Master out on the Pyro Troll, Kogrima, and my other Pyro Troll. And Puppet Master is a big deal in this game. He kept yelling it. I, I would I would be sitting over there working on what I was working on, and every, um, every now and then I would hear Puppet Master. Pup I thought he was saying Wep what Weapon Master at first. I'm like, why do you keep saying that? He goes, no, I'm saying Puppet Master. So he'd be like, Puppet Master, Puppet Master, Puppet Master. And then he had Puppet Master. You know, he's Puppet Master, Puppet Master. And one time he goes, um, Puppet Master. And the Godfather goes, he doesn't, he's not in the Puppet Master thing. And he goes, I know, I just wish. Yeah, basically. Um, when you have three, I didn't realize this. You have three models in the Dunian Knot. All of them can cast Puppet Master range 10. That is awesome. I, I don't know why I haven't been using this unit more. Probably because they're better now. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask gonna ask you that at the end of the, the, the um description. But do you feel that you know you have not used the, the Dunian knot up to now? Do you feel that you know it's worth 
Taking now? I don't think I'm going to run Vengeance of Dunia without them from now on. Are you, are you going to run Vengeance of Dunia? That is a question for later. Okay, keep yeah. talking. All right, so um, my right pirate troll, which is on my rectangular side, advances up and shoots Hawk and does like six damage and sets him on fire. Uh, then I move up the rest of my army. Not a whole lot goes on until I advance, until I activate Kulgrima. This is where things really, really go uh, my way initially. So I move up Kulgrima and I feet. And here's the thing. I don't just advance for five inches. Turn one, I uh, apologize for not stating, I advance and then I vanish forward three inches. So I've advanced eight inches. Then turn two, I advance and vanish forward again. Now this puts Kulgrima in a really, really, really exposed position. But I feet and catch practically everything. Um, my feet gets everyone ex uh, except Saxon Orc, Midwinter, Runewood, and some cultists and a couple howlers. All the important pieces of his are hit by this. Desolator, Tormentor, Omodamos, Nicaea, uh, Viros, and a whole bunch of others are caught by my feet. I push them all the way two inches. They lose Pathfinder, Isle of Sight, and Flight, and cannot make ranged attacks, which shuts down the Desolator and Nicaea pretty hard. Uh, this was... I did not bring her as a counter. I didn't know what he was going to bring. I honestly thought he was going to bring Zatarot. Uh, turns out that would have been a much more crippling feat effect, but I'm versing Omadamas here. But that's not all Cole Grimmett does. She also, I discover, is in range of being able to spray down um, both Virus and Hawk. And that's what I do. Spray each of them and I kill them both. Val and Hawk and uh, Virus are dead. Cole Grimma is left on two camp. And flapping in the breeze way far forward as far as, you know, models to try and screen her, there are none. Uh, my Pharaoh and Night Troll also, however, do something. Uh, the Pharaoh um, advances up and takes a position behind my wall. And the Night Troll advances up in the center uh, forward location of my rectangular zone, threatening the oncoming Howlers. And uh, he just gets in position there next to the Pyre Troll. Next, my champions run, but can't engage Saxon Auric. Remember, he's on the other side of the building on my far, far left. I run one champion over there to try and get to him, but I'm just shy of engaging him, so I can't do anything. Granted, it was a run, I wouldn't be able to attack, but I was hoping to reduce the space he could use for summoning or something. Yeah, it didn't work. Run another one over to base him, and then I just run forward the rest, uh, keeping in mind the Tormentor's countercharge range. I'm, I'm staying outside of that. And I set them up in two waves, so at most he'll kill um, you know, two to three of them, but he won't get like five. So, yeah. Next, the Infernals. And bottom of two, he runs the Howlers up. One of them is engaging Cole Grandma. So that's a problem. His Tormentor, as I predicted, charges up on the champions. 
and he, because of my positioning, can only get to one of them. And uh, he goes up their charges, swings, hits, and does 10 damage on the first swing. And he's sitting on an essence stack of three. And I'm like, oh, hell no. I am not spreading that around just for you to keep eating on me. And I forget to use my Dunian, not, or Dunian Archon for this attack uh, entirely. I really should have, but I didn't. So instead, I opt to have him make a tough roll, and he fails and dies. So, oh. yep. Yeah. Next, uh, he... Do, 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 do. So, uh, Synergy is up. By the way, he casts it last turn, and he upkeeps it for this entire game. So Synergy will always be a thing for this game, and it's now at plus one. Saxon Orc, predictably, is turned into a Tormentor. I was kind of expecting a Desolator, but since the champion was you know, practically engaging him at that point, it makes sense it would be a Tormentor. And the Desolator charges my Earthborn Dire Troll, but misses uh, all but one of its attacks um, doing... Um... Oh, no, my apologies. He misses all of his attacks on that one. Later on, he'll attack later again. So the Desolator is now charged, could not assault because Colgrim's feet uh, up and attacked the EBT, but didn't do anything that time. Scoring occurs, and we're both at two and two, so we're tied. So, yeah. Turn three, Trollbloods. The champions on my left side, um, the only side they're on, sorry, they charge into the Tormentor because of the spacing. Uh, I was just able to get charge lanes off. And I charged three of them into the Tormentor. And one that I went over to base. So we have the one that went over to try and get Saxon Orc. The one who based him. And then the rest of my five. If you include um, Scaldi. So, the one that went over to base, the guy trying to get Saxon, he charges Omadamos. <laughs> and then I have the two uh, in the front row charge the Tormentor. Scaldi charges the Tormentor as well. Yeah, but I don't know if you're going to actually, you know... Actually, I have one less champion than that. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. think you're going to kill Omomo. No, but my idea is to try and... Uh, put Omodamus in a position where he has to kill this guy and can't go anywhere. Okay. That, that's my whole reason for him being there. Okay. So um, the grand total of all of that is um, I put a, like two or three points of damage on Omodamus, and then I um, let's see here damage all three leaving first tour. okay so I dropped the tormentor from full health to three health and um, I I try and try to figure out a way to get another attack on that tormentor to kill it but I cannot engineer it as the desolator is kind of in my way so next I activate the sluggers and they wind up d3 shots each and I get seven shots on three models wow yeah and they put out 12 damage between the uh, between a Horman, uh, the Howler, excuse me, uh, a Howler and 
Oh, they also damage the first Tormentor. I, I did my notes wrong. So between the Sluggers and the Champion, I was able to put out uh, 12 damage there. So that was nice. Uh, the Dunian Knot advanced over and uh, put Puppet Master on Kogrima again. The Pyre Troll on my left. And the EBT, the Earthburn Dire Troll. Kogrima then sprays a Howler. Uh, leaving it on two health and putting out Curse of Fate on the Howlers, dropping their defense by two and making it so that any uh, arm, any damage roll that fails to exceed armor, uh, that model takes one point of damage. Now, I have triggered Vengeance at this point. And the Howlers have Berserk and Grievous Wounds, and they just murder infantry for days. And the only thing I really have on that side is a Pyre Troll, a Night Troll, which is really pillow-fisted, and Pharaoh. So, I realize I need to engineer a way to keep my Pharaohs safe. And I do. <laughs> okay. So, I threw in the Night Troll because I didn't really know what to do with it. I wasn't exactly sure what its goal was supposed to be in the list, but I wanted to try it out. It got new. It's, you know, it's refreshed. It's got new abilities. I want to use it. Let's um, so, before that, my left Pyre Troll, which is sandwiched kind of between the Champions, the Desolator, the Tormentor, and my EBT, he's like, everything's engaged in melee. Wait a minute, I see some cultists. So he advances up and fires a shot at some uh, cultists, and um, Alan uh, Runewood... And I kill all of them. What? Yep, I kill two cultists and Runewood. Very nice. Yep. Puppet Master. Puppet Master, Puppet Master, Puppet Master. That's the only reason I was able to do that. Otherwise, I would have failed utterly in killing Runewood. Mm. So, yeah. Now, keep in mind, at this point, both of us realize we're really, really rusty. He has messed up on deployment. He's having issues on unpacking his army onto the table. Yeah, it's been like two months since you guys played. Yeah, at least. Probably longer. I know for a fact longer for him. Maybe four months. And it's uh, it's really late at night, so there's going to be some mistakes that are going to be make, being made here at this point. So just FYI. So my Night Troll, I've been thinking on what to do with him, and I figure it out. I advance him up, and I advance him in such a position that I'm within melee range of one Howler, and within three inches of two different Howlers, one of them is engaging Colgrima. And I cast my Animus of Hypnotic or, uh, Gaze or whatever, uh, yeah, Hypnotic something or other, I can't remember what it's called. But what it does is it's his new Animi, enemy models in his Hypnotic Gaze area or whatever it is, can only advance directly towards the Night Troll. So their vengeances have to be made in the direct direction of the Night Troll. They can't go on Colgrima. They can't go on my Pharaoh. They have to attack the Night Troll. And that, this just tickles me pink. I love this fact. Uh, and then I attack the Howler, and I realize that I'm really, really pillow-fisted. But it's okay, they have Curse of Fate on them. So two attacks, the hit kills the Howler that I'm engaging, and that one dies. At this point, I'm trying to figure out what to do. He has a, 
a couple howlers left um, that haven't been damaged and one that's been damaged some. And I'm like, you know what? They have the minus two defense on them. If I fail to exceed armor, I'm going to do a point of damage. And I love Pharaoh, and they have an ability called Hog Wild that no one ever gets to use. It's an order where they get to fire their guns and then charge. So that's what I do. I could have dug in and just sat there and shooting, but the Rat 5 POW 12s, I kind of figure it's going to be more worthwhile charging them in, so that's what I do, even though I'm trying to defend them. Oh well. So, um, they charge in with Hog Wild, and holy crap, they do 7 damage uh, with just their guns across multiple Howlers. And then they charge in, killing one Howler and engaging Nicaea. I ran one over to her, and he ran up, picked a flower, handed it to her, and said, Hello. <laughs> okay. So uh, I end my turn at this point, and the score is now 4-2, to two because I am... I'm contesting all the scoring elements. All right, so Infernals, bottom of three. Okay. Fire, because Pyre Trolls, uh, does five damage to one of the Howlers. And um, let's see here. The second Tormentor activates and kills the champion that was attempting to kill his previous incarnation of Saxon Orc predictable result very good so my uh his first tormentor then uh fail flails around on all of my champions and reduces <laughs> them all to one hp oh wow yes um yeah he rolls really really good and i over and over and over again completely forget the duny and archon can just go nope that one attack this turn doesn't happen duny and archon takes d3 damage instead that would have probably kept them at half health instead of dropping all of them to one. Um, Scaldi's at two health, if that's any consolation. So, yeah. Um, Depends the, on who you're booting for. <laughs> yeah. The Desolator then activates and misses three attacks on the Earthborn Dire Troll because the forest <laughs> gives you Earthborn Dire Troll plus two defense, making him defense 14. Very nice. Yep. And then, let's see here. Um, he does hit me with his last attack, needing, I think it's eights. And he does five damage. So, um, keep in mind, we found out after all this happened, a lot of my champions should be dead right now. And um, instead of five damage on the EBT, it should be seven because we both forgot synergy was up. <laughs> so, leading back to the hole, we're really, really rusty at the game right now. Trying to fix that. So, yeah. Alright, Omodamos predictably kills the one champion. Um, except, he hits the champion. And at this point, I remember, oh yeah, the Danian Archon has a thing. Duny and Archon takes uh, D3 damage. Oh, look, she takes one point of damage, and you don't damage the champion. He's like, so I use my second initial, at which the champion dies. And he's like, I gained the soul, and the Duny and Archon says, nope. No soul for you. So, yep. I uh, then activates the Howlers, and then kill three of my Pharaoh, because of course they do. Um, oh, right, during the... Uh, 
maintenance phase vengeance. He kills uh, three Pharaoh models because I put up the night troll to protect them so they don't get attacked. So what do I do? I charge in the, troll, the Pharaoh. So, yeah. Oh, well. Uh, then he activates the Howlers. They kill three more Pharaoh. Uh, the Archon heals. Um, a couple of the Pharaoh died within the Archon's range. And she heals one point on Scaldi. Uh, using that, uh, actually it was just one that was in range. Nicaea then attacks the Pharaoh Warlord and misses. Uh -huh. um, oh, the last Howler he activated um, takes out the Night Troll's um, spirit. So, no forcing on the Night Troll, which makes me sad. I wanted to use my Animus again. Oh well. Uh, we both end at this point with a score of 6 to four and this leads us to the top of turn four top of turn four the night troll uh passes oh i have too much fury out by one at this point but that's okay the night troll passes his threshold check kind of hoping he'd fail it and kill that howler but he doesn't uh the pharaoh use hog wild again and miss everything because Nicaea's defense impossible to hit. And the Howler, for whatever reason, it's really, really hard to roll a six. Oh, well. All right, so the Sluggers then activate, and uh, they roll out their shots like a boss. I get eight shots on three models. And they bring the Desolator down to one health. The EBT has done some damage to it at this point, but the Sluggers have been the all-stars on that one. And they also kill the last Cultist and Howler that was in the Central Circular Zone. At this point, I realize I have a shot at winning here. If I score my Rectangular Zone and my Flag, as I've done this entire game, and the Circular Zone, and I can test his rectangular zone, and my pharaoh stays uh, contesting his flag, I go up three and he gains nothing, allowing me to win. So I begin to enact said plan. My pyre troll uh, on the uh, right misses a cultist, but that's okay, because it drifts and kills three others. <laughs> So, yeah, that happens. Uh, and he also um, fires a shot at a Howler and misses horribly. And then, uh, let's see here. Champs activate and um, they kill the first Tormentor that he started the game with. And... Um, oh, I forgot to write that down. In the previous turn, he summoned a Lamenter using uh the what's his name mm. hermit brings up the hermit uh then uh uses his minus armor debuff uh to really put the hurt on my champions i forgot to write this down i apologize um but it uh now is turned into a tormentor oh sorry lamenter it laments and puts a minus two on attack rolls on a whole bunch of my guys so I'm trying to get through that using Puppet Master. Thank you, Puppet Master. Love you, Puppet Master. Yes. So um, 
the champions activate, they kill the first tormentor, they hit the lamenter with the first attack, only one guy's engaging him, but the second attack misses and he dodges away. Um, so, yeah, sad times. The Earthborn Dire Troll kills the Desolator, and now the only thing left in that circular zone is the Lamenter. The Knot move up. Oh, that's right, I didn't have uh, Puppet Master on that one. Anyways, they move up and... Um, the Smackdown down? No, they um, move up and put Puppet Master on Colgrima. Oh, and Cold Grandma brings the SmackDown down. Yes. She moves up and sprays down the Lamenter, winning the game on a score of 9-4. to four. Uh, Cat, One of Caster's favorite ways to win the game <coughs> is through Scenario. Yes. I love the Scenario. He's Honestly, that game I didn't really have a win condition in mind when I first started it, but when I realized that he was going to grind me out if things continued um, too much longer, at least I felt that way. Uh, and so I decided to start going for scenario and just attrition to So scenario. the Vengeance of Dunia, yay? Yeah, I really like the Vengeance of Dunia. I love the Sluggers. I like them in my lists. I was never a huge fan of the Creole Company theme, but I like them here. I like the champions with the guns, the whole combined arms. It feels very Mark II to me. And that's a good thing? That is a good thing. Okay. We have minions... With our main faction, they're working homogeneously. I like it. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember when it was um, Merknar. Yes. Merknar was a big thing. That's Signar, Caster, and Jax with Mercenary everything else. Merknar. Anytime you played Signar. Yeah. And uh, Merkdor, which is uh, Kador with Mercs. Yeah, that was a thing, but it was, it, there, was, there was a lot more Signar with Mercs. Yes. Yes, it was. And uh, I like that. I like the feel of it. The and, Night Troll was also... <laughs> but, but one of the things about, about um, Hordes is with minions, you could never really do that. Now you can. Yeah. I've owned Pharaoh for a very, very long time, but I've never had very good results with them on the table because they just... Them as a theme force slash faction to themselves, not Pharaoh and Gators together because that doesn't work that way in minions, but having just Pharaoh to themselves, they just don't have the tools they need. But the Trolls really lend themselves to that and having those feral options is very useful. But it is slightly disappointing because you don't get to use all the feral casters. <sighs> That's true. I was really open, as was everyone, to have Arcadius, but... I don't no. know why! Apparently him with some uh, Trollkin uh, beasts is too strong. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, uh, it was a good game. Uh, both of us talked about the game uh, for a while afterwards and mostly lamenting over our mistakes. Uh, and but, you're not having played in so long. Yeah, but it was a good game overall. We really enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Uh, and the, the main thing to take away from it uh, on his end was um, look at the terrain a little better and uh, deployment practice unpacking practice which i think is something everyone could really use yeah i really need more practice on that i mean my last game i played in more caster i was countered super hard yeah but i don't i don't know if that was my own fault or if it was just him not realizing how well he was thinking not sure i do know well not i do know a long time ago i used to actually sit down with a list 
and practice deploying with different terrain effects and you know just that first turn of you know deploy and run uh, and i do that over and over but i haven't done that in years maybe it's maybe we should get back in practice of doing that or something you could do that on your computer with the whole um oh with war table yeah hey war table plug there you go you can use it for practicing your deployment strategies yeah. and unpacking strategies yeah my 40 models of Creole warriors would probably be a good test for that. Yeah, and it would it would be smart to figure out how to put them down and then move them first turn so it doesn't, like, eat up your entire first turn. Yeah. The one catch with that is you don't have the muscle memory of doing it. You have the mental memory, but you also need the muscle memory. Okay, well, we get done recording this. Go set up the table and do it. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. You might have to you, do that. You, you totally are not. I'm totally not going to do that. I'm going to go to bed soon. That's what I'm planning to do. But anyways, um, yeah, that was our game that we played. Um, that was uh, Infernals versus Trolls, Grimma versus Omodamos, and uh, I think it was good. I would really like to see a rematch on that and uh, see what would happen with a different scenario and or terrain, um, but the same everything else. I think that would be an interesting thing. I might have to ask the Godfather for a rematch on that one. Well, who are you playing next week? I don't know yet. Might be the Legion uh, guy, or it oh, might yeah. be this guy. I I, th I think the Legion guy was going to come over. Okay. He doesn't have a special name yet, but one day, one day. We have to ask him. Yes. And then when you ask somebody to come up with a nickname, they just look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or they're like, I don't know, and we're like, how about this? And they're like, sure. I don't, I don't know. They all have gamer tags. I don't understand why they don't just tell us their gamer. You know, use my gamer tag. Yeah, that's the thing. Me. All right. Well, we've blathered on long enough on this one. Uh, we would talk about the news, but we just had an entire cast on that. Check out the previous episode. Yes. So so much news. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think just, that's just, pretty much just it. Just watch. We're gonna put that news episode out tonight, and then tomorrow they're just gonna dump a whole bunch more news on it on us. And it's just gonna, ugh. Yeah, probably. This one will come out a little late on that one, though. A few days, I think. Yeah, no, that sounds smart. All right, well, thank you all for joining us. Love having you here. Um, I have been Locke. You can find me places. Uh, that's Castro over there, and you can find him on Discord, at Ellen Haru. Uh, he's been doing stuff with our Twitter, so follow it. You know, maybe at he'll Warnowns. post something. Yeah, yeah at Warnowns. Um, love having you. Talk to you again real soon. Bye. Mwah. Thank you for listening to this episode of War Nouns. Music for this podcast was provided by Prodelus. That's P-A-R-A-D-E-L-O-U-S. You can check out his YouTube channel, Prodelus, or listen to his music uh, from Bandcamp by going to prodelus.bandcamp.com.